0: 18 plus
2: the last day of bunny fulger is over but our post-show recap of season two episode three of only murders in the building is just starting so come on in We will hold the elevator door open for you and hope it doesn't trap us, but you are trapped in this podcast as long as you don't swipe away. I'm your host, DJ LaBelle Klein, aka Troy, and unlike Bunny Folger in her waning moments of life, I am not alone. For with me, I have a very special guest. Our co-host Josh Wiggler is out conveniently suspiciously out of town for a few weeks, and so I brought in one of the smartest, most clever most selena gomez adjacent people i know uh you may know them from talking final fantasy from ferreting out the mole in the mole patrol or from being my co-host on the we worked podcast please welcome to the podcast a new york classic brooklyn zed zed welcome to the podcast
1: it's me steve martin short gomez hey, here okay. i am
2: do you consider yourself selena gomez adjacent in any way shape or form no not at all. i didn't think so i didn't think so i knew that would be a stretch but i think amidst uh the the, the trifecta of uh, me and josh and you 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 would probably would be the short gomez
1: the grounding them. presence in the trio yeah i think so
2: Very, very much so. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. Uh, I referred to you, I don't know if I did on the podcast, but when I was talking to Josh, as my podcast security blanket, you're a friend, you're a reliable voice, uh, you have some fascinating ideas always to bring to bear and I want to hear about your takes on Only Murders in the Building. Uh, So first, I guess I'm just going to start out with like the big bad softball question of what do you think about the series so far? What are you thinking about series two? How you feeling?
1: I mean, I'm having a good time. It's funny that Josh is not here for this week uh, because I feel like on a number of shows he talks about he has been talking about like the potential demise of the vibes episode as seasons have gotten shorter and I feel like this episode in particular was very much a vibes episode let's not advance the plot we can worry about that another time we're just gonna like hang out with this old New Yorker all day and have a nice time
2: uh, we got a few really special episodes last season, most notably the one uh that didn't have any dialogue in it. Uh, mm-hmm. and so it really does, I think, hit at the idea that they're gonna take some bold choices in the direction of the show. And I think this episode was a great one of saying, We have this incredible actor, we have this great character, it's such a shame that she's dead. Let's undead her for a day and really <laughs> explore. The Arconia through her through her eyes. Uh yeah. and needless to say, I'm excited to uh to view it through your eyes as well.
1: Yeah, well, we've got Broadway actor, like Tony nominated, perhaps Tony Award-winning. I should double check, uh, actor Jane Howdishell in this role. Um, and it would be a shame to to not have her present throughout the season. And I feel like we saw a decent amount of Tim Kono last last year, so they'll find ways to keep. Bunny's presence certainly is not going anywhere in this building, even though uh, her physical embodiment may have left in a body bag. Uh,
2: Over her hot, warm body, uh, will her presence go away? That was certainly a moment, uh, talking about the the heat in New York. One of the reasons that I am excited to have you here this week uh, is because, as we were talking before the podcast, you are... new yorker yourself it's right in your name brooklyn zed that's right we we kicked off the episode with uh i think a, a bit of a radio rant uh uh that or at least the the bunny portion of it uh she's listening to the radio and new york is not the same you can't get a good bagel someone's working out at the park slope brooklyn ymca
1: i think they were bitching about the mayor I'm pretty sure they were. He's not the mayor anymore, and the guy who replaced him also sucks in different ways. Uh, But I'm pretty sure they were complaining about Bill de Blasio, who did work out at the Park Slope YMCA.
2: (laughs) Uh, Are we going to end up talking about politics on every podcast that we get on together?
1: Inevitably, 100%.
2: indubitably uh well needless to say uh we're gonna have a lot to say about this if you have thoughts or ideas or questions about uh post show recaps coverage of only murders in the building you can always hit me up i'm at dj labelle klein on twitter if you have thoughts or opinions about anything said here uh, you can also hit up a zed why not uh, at Hard Rock Hope on all platforms uh, available to you, uh, and we're certainly going to talk through some theories and some uh, new information that that came to bear. Um, so, so let us know. Let us know what what your thoughts are about that. Uh, I think Zed, maybe maybe we should start with the basic question: March twelfth, the day that Bunny died. The uh, day
1: after Josh Wiggler's birthday.
2: <laughs> the day after? Well, actually, let's start there, okay? Josh is not here. Mm-hmm. It was the day after his birthday. Should we just start out the bat? Josh Wiggler, suspect?
1: Yeah, uh, a birthday present to himself. <laughs> a birthday present to himself. <laughs> Getting rid of cameo the cranky old board president. In season yeah. two
2: of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, what do you think? I mean, to podcast about your own crime would certainly be a pull.
1: Well, is that what's happening on the show? Isn't that kind of the big question?
2: It is a big question. We did say in the opening episode of this podcast that no one would be beyond suspicion, that we would turn over every rock and and look behind every door. Uh, obviously, through through the, the lens of this Hulu show, we thought that Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, their characters would be in the uh, in the possible suspect list I never in a million years considered that my own co host Josh Wigler would be in the suspect list but we're talking about it, and he's not here to refute that
1: correct
2: uh i don't the know the best
1: kind the best kind of prosecution is one where the witness is not there to provide their own defense
2: absolutely look uh we know he was able to pull up maps of of the Belnard, uh, of the arconia he knows about the history of it i, I know we're going we're going down a deep in here early in the podcast zed uh but i just want i want to put this out there this is what people can expect from post recaps from the coverage of only murders in the building nothing is off the table
1: that's right he uh, says he lives in brooklyn but i have never been to his apartment so for all i know
2: he could live in the arconia he, he could. could live in in 14s in 14 savage it, we we don't know so uh yeah uh we'll we'll figure it out we'll see uh, ultimately all things will come uh come to bear over the course of the season uh, but even before this uh before this podcast uh, before this episode Uh, We had two more episodes that that we really got into it all. And I'm curious, uh, before we really jump even further into the Bunny Folger day, any initial thoughts from the early parts of the season? Anything that you wanted to talk about, Zed?
1: Well, I wonder, (laughs) my big pressing question is, do you think the bird was really left in the will to Oliver Putnam? Or is that just Uma (laughs) being terrible?
2: I mean that could be Uma being Uma. We had an amazing scene this episode of of Uma and Bonnie, and really really got a sense of their dynamic. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, it's really relationship goals to end a conversation with a double fu and nothing mm-hmm. more. Uh, but sure, I could see it. I could see Uma just sticking it, just sticking it to Oliver. Uh, how would you feel if you received a bird in a will? Would you take really, it willingly?
1: i'd take it i would take it but if it was a bird like that that just kept yelling well actually if it just kept yelling swear words honestly that'd be kind of funny (laughs) um but it does it feels vindictive rather than uh than done in goodwill no yeah in this case it,
2: it also does bring up the really interesting question of uh is there actually a will for bunny if so who got the painting and
1: yeah way. the painting would have to be in the will right the painting's got to be way more valuable no offense than the bird
2: oh i don't know about that i mean a, a bird has precious memories and could really be i no no you're right you're right the painting's <laughs> obviously worth actual real money and it's a bird no offense to all the lovely bird listeners uh, that are among our uh bird owners that are among our many many listeners mm-hmm. uh so so okay so interesting so you think there's a possibility that the bird is just stuck on oliver because uma is messy and petty and and that seems like an uma thing to do i like this i like this
1: yeah i never assumed that she was telling the truth when she said that uh, that bunny left him the bird in her will
2: yeah because why would she do that right mrs gambolini I mean, it would be an ultimate stick it to Oliver for Bunny to do. Uh, Mrs. Gambolini's a lot. And we actually did, I guess, really start with Mrs. Gambolini uh, and, and her as the podcast guest on the Only Murders in the Building podcast in the show. Uh, Oliver is no longer recording with his iPhone. He's actually now got some actual podcast recording equipment. And he's trying to get a, would you call it an eyewitness testimony from the bird?
1: Uh, yeah I, I think so like eagle-eyed it's not an eagle but you know
2: yeah parakeet, parakeet witness <laughs> testimony uh and resulted in uh, in my view one of the best moments of the episode uh dueling bunny impressions from mm-hmm. martin short and steve gomez you have to do it more like bunny said you gotta what are you doing uh I, I can't i can only do Raw's for monsters inc that's, just, that's <laughs> as close to funny as i'm gonna get here
1: yeah i mean i know this old lady this is my drama teacher from middle school this is my grandma a little bit who lived in the bronx till she was 75 i know this woman it helps that i'm a little sick right now and i sound like i've smoked <laughs> cigarettes my entire life
2: so this is an archetype that you're familiar familiar with oh I, yeah i
1: know this woman very well <laughs>
2: So what do you think? I mean, take me through. We've got, we've got the entire last day of Bunny, March 12th, as seen through and stitched together through the pieces of paper uh, that they stole from her desk. Do you think that this is a pretty typical New York day for someone in that world
1: yeah it's certainly how i imagine old people on the upper west side spend their time sitting eating in diners a luxury which is not cheap by the way well especially
2: Uh, if you're gonna tip with an entire envelope full of cash
1: yeah that's suspicious right it feels like like here have all my money feels very like this is the end for me
2: Oh, interesting. See, this is why I like having you here. You you caused me to think more deeply about things that I did not clue in on. I I felt like it was a uh, bunny being a l- lonely person that she she is has a hard exterior but a soft inside, uh like all good candies and New Yorkers. Uh and uh this was an opportunity to see that she actually does care about people, but maybe mm-hmm. Maybe she does know something and she's trying to get rid of some money.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a you-can't-take-it-with-you vibe or is that money ill-gotten? What's going on with the the recreation of the painting? Where's the original painting?
2: Uh, we don't know. We still don't know. We spent yeah. very little time in the actual real world here. We spent a, most of the time in flashback through mm-hmm. Bunny's perspective, a little bit of oliver and mabel and charles hayden i'll say his full name uh <laughs> creating the podcast about it and reflecting on that day turns out they had a much bigger role in the day than than we had previously known yeah
1: but they nothing gave more, her the sweatshirt
2: they gave they gave her the sweatshirt we clocked this early on as one of those unanswered questions uh it, it was not a particularly fulfilling answer. I don't know that it illuminated more about the crime, uh, but it certainly explains the question of how did Bunny get the sweatshirt?
1: Yeah. Although, did they really have this present for Bunny or was it a, she brought them champagne and they were like, "Uh, uh yeah, we, we got you something
2: too. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, we're going to talk about that whole scene because I I have so many thoughts about that that whole moment and and the kind of five minutes that transpired around it in the show uh-huh. uh I, I think for me maybe maybe it would help to just start from the top and say uh is there anyone that this podcast that this episode ruled out for you that immediately their kind of stockwatch of being a possible suspect in the show in the murder of bunny has declined
1: Hmm. i mean i don't see it for alice maybe that's just because i like alice so much that i don't want it to be her but it does i think you guys were talking last week about it probably being someone who lives in the building um and alice does not live in the building that and we know of that we know of oh that'd be so creepy Wouldn't if she it, lived in the building and was and... like "Come meet me at this art gallery
2: yeah, oh by the way i live in into building. her dms right she could own <laughs> right i mean think about it this way who this is someone who owns a studio in new york at at, at her age right i mean you
1: generational could... wealth
2: Uh, there could be some generational wealth the same generational wealth that could buy you an apartment at the arconia now we we know from the board meeting in the middle of this episode that filling up those spots is a project unto themselves so it's it's not like she just moved in but i don't know it's a theory it's a theory uh and and we're here all all theories only theories in the podcast (laughs) but uh uh, sure okay so we didn't see more of alice i think that does lower her threat potential a little bit but you like alice you're a fan you're shipping the alice and mabel the owl.
1: i thought for sure i was going to be queer baited in episode Uh two i was like oh this is so gay there's no way that this is actually going to get to be gay. And then it was.
2: And then it was gay. Yes. Uh, well, we and, and then as with all good queer stories, we got a little taste of it and then nothing more. No, yeah. no more. It'll come back. It'll come It'll back. Come back. Uh, but we did get this nice little capsule episode to see things from Bonnie's perspective. So it doesn't change much about Alice. I'll tell you who I think it changes a lot about. I think our three podcasters Oliver Charles Hayden and Mabel whatever little sense that they could possibly have done the murder to me is eviscerated by how they have presented the show at the end of this episode
1: certainly what they showed us this week says no way uh the timing does not check out at all for it to be possible for it to be any of them when they were all together Unless they're really going straight forward, it was Mabel and she's lying to their faces. But there's the motive doesn't check out for me at all.
2: No, I don't think so. I I think if anything, other than introducing us to Bunny as a character and getting to know her better, if anything, what this episode is trying to do is to put suspicion on Nina Lynn on mm-hmm. the new board president or would be board president, but is now actually is
1: now. Yeah.
2: Board president uh, Nina Lynn certainly has a lot of motive here. We get first introduced to her in uh, a little courtyard scene between bunny and Nina. And I think it's, it's quite clear that this started out in some ways amicable and a good relationship, And by the time Bunny got to the board meeting later in the day, things had gone another direction. What's your feeling on Nina? Do you think that Nina did it? Do you think she's more likely to have done it based on what we saw in this episode?
1: I think we're certainly being led to believe that some suspicion should be placed on her. Uh, I think we've seen more motive displayed for nina than for anybody else so far i mean it seems like a lot of people could potentially not have had the best relationship with bunny she's a gruff lady she could rub people in the building the wrong way but also she is an institution of the building uh who has conceivably kept things running for the last 29 years i think it was
2: yeah and i i think that's made clear that she knows where all the bodies are buried for lack of a better word she knows even how to make things work what's needed she's pointing out to nina about mark he's a compulsive liar sonia has a boyfriend or a husband and don't ask about (laughs) it she wants
1: you to ask don't (laughs) don't
2: Uh, she knows all the little pieces that keep this building together yeah, the strings
1: and, to pull, the palms to grease, the, the doors not to open
2: <laughs> and that's valuable right, that's mm-hmm. valuable information these are like the people who, who keep things running, they preserve our history they preserve our routine sure, you could be the, the person who wants to bring the Arconia into the 21st century to make it more modernized and more monetized, I noticed that one i don't know what that means nothing good <laughs> nothing good noted fan of capitalism brooklyn Z says monetizing the arconia nothing good
1: Renov- inevitably what that means in any building is renovating the apartment and jacking up the rent or jacking up the the asking cost i guess if you're purchasing not a concept i can remotely fathom um I've, I've experienced it myself i they tried to buy me out of this unit once so that they could you know gut it and renovate it and charge double the rent which i know is what happened to the apartment directly below me um no thank you hard pass
2: yeah okay so new suspect entering the podcast capitalism capitalism is capital i mean ultimately
1: ca- capitalism is always the the villain yeah always
2: the one it, it is capital we got there Zed. it only took us 20 minutes but we got there uh is it possible that someone who has a financial stake or a financial investment in the modernization of the arconia maybe nina maybe someone else maybe one of the other board members but they saw bunny as the financial impediment toward their success and needed to off bunny
1: yeah I could see it. I could very much see it. The use of that word monetization is really specific, right? Uh, Modernization makes a lot of sense. If you're like passing this legacy on to a new generation, Nina is obviously much younger than Bunny, but monetization is a whole other thing. And the people who live on the Upper West Side tend to have money, tend to come from money, But in my experience, tend to also guard that money all the more jealously than people who may not be as wealthy or fortunate.
2: Well, that's why you need a board. That's why you have these systems and you you figure things out. Uh, Monetization could be the suspect. Now, we we should maybe take this opportunity to talk about my prime suspect on the last podcast. I think I called out Howard as my prime suspect. I, I'm gonna say I'm still neutral. I'm gonna say I don't think his his status went up or his status went down. But we had a lot of wonderful Howard moments uh-huh. in this episode. Taking the minutes of the podcast or of of the board meeting, uh, the overemphasis on the decorations <laughs> it made me smile so much. Yeah, done you done Uh, i noted when they posted the minutes as evidence up on their cork board i paused and i read through the minutes that howard wrote uh with non-cursive uh he he, howard is a print man and uh his notes said uh to as starting information discussing the alluring decor which is giving campy retirement
1: jesus Uh uh-huh Were they discussing it or did he just write that down? He definitely just
2: wrote it down in much the same way that he wrote down that bunny was wearing a fuchsia number in the Uh previous previous meeting. Yeah. Uh, but that was a delightful moment. The entire uh the entire board meeting. Uh even Mrs. Gambolini got to be there, got moved into the central area. Uh Mm -hmm. we we got to see a little bit of the dynamic of Bunny. Bunny has second thoughts she decides she's not gonna live in the heat she can't do bokeh she's gonna stay here she's gonna continue to be the board president nina doesn't like it
1: yeah well i think she's encountered when she was at the diner right uh oliver was like bunny will never leave she'd never go to florida me and bunny we're still we're gonna die and be buried in the arconia um and Uma doesn't want her to leave uh yeah I've been to Boca that's where my grandma moved when she left the Bronx at 75 she moved down to Delray Beach which is right near Boca Raton um like a classic New Yorker it's that's a classic New York
2: pastime right yeah you 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 go as long as you possibly can and then you move to a retirement facility down in Florida what do you think of that life is that the life uh, the future you're looking forward to Zed no no, not so much. No, you want to stay? I remember. To...
1: <laughs> I remember going down to Florida as a kid, and I did not believe that anyone under the age of fifty-five lived there.
2: But but no, here's my thing: like you're gonna live past fifty-five. You let's say you know get to a nice, like, comfortable. I don't know, sixty-seven, something like that. New York winters don't seem so great anymore. Everything's changing around you. Can you? Yeah, it's see? called like...
1: climate change, Troy.
2: Oh, that is true. That is true. This is the thing. You don't have to go to Florida. Florida will just come to you.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, that's probably the case. Oh,
2: man. even Sorry, this
1: podcast is supposed to be all fun and light and a good time. (laughs) Uh,
2: Climate change and murder. That's what you're here for. Okay. Well, one of the things that makes this podcast fun is crackpot theories. One of our crazy theories that we discussed was birder. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Bird Murder. So I think this is a good time to just like take a pause here and think: Are the odds of Bird Murder higher or lower after this episode than before this episode?
1: I say lower. I don't know who that body was that dragged. Uh, <laughs> that dragged. Look bunny. like a bird. It'd be a no. big bird. Could it be had a big, big bird? Had, had big Street? feet and was okay. wearing pants and work boots uh, yeah seem to be
2: human seem to be human i i think i agree with you seem to be human i don't think we got much more <laughs>
1: nope that's about all we got but unless it was an human.
2: accomplice unless it was uh you know they were holding bunny while mrs gambolini was coming in beak 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 beak, beak. Uh-huh. Uh but i think there'd be a lot more squawking and a lot more i think we even saw mrs gambolini Uh, yeah
1: and the murder didn't look like she'd been savaged by a bird no
2: no i guess we can close the door on that it's uh, an
1: entertaining theory
2: it 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 lived a good life uh not quite as long as mrs gambolini herself but it lived a good life uh i think we do i'll let josh know before he gets back that i think we're gonna have to close the door on bird murder as a possibility Uh uh-huh I think just to kind of go down the list of some of the other suspects that we've had, I don't think we've done anything to increase or decrease Amy Schumer's profile uh, as a possible suspect. She's clearly so. been in the building at this point. She was renovating uh, from what was it? <laughs> Z Gallery in 1997. Uh-huh. So she did have access to the building. Uh, so it, at least uh, opportunity is there. But we got nothing I am more trying to
1: figure out the timeline of when when Sting moved out and when the murder happened and when Amy Schumer moved in.
2: This is a good point because we saw the episode. Let's see here. We saw Oliver talk to Amy Schumer very shortly after she moved in or as she's moving in. right? They're still moving Sting's ring sticks out of the out. apartment, yes. out of the penthouse. And, uh, and yet we also know that they were discussing Amy Schumer renovating the apartment in the last board meeting, or, or maybe it was that her plans were to renovate the penthouse. And that was the idea. Yeah, the timeline's a little bit, a little bit wonky here, but I'm, I guess I'm willing to go with it. It does not rule out Amy Schumer. I think that's the, the really big takeaway. And I still think the idea of put me, on the, put me on the show and make me the murderer is still a very high one. I I think if I can go back to Howard for a second, I know I keep talking about Howard, right? Yeah, talk Um, to me
1: about Howard. I don't know if he has it in him. I
2: I don't know that he does. Anyone who's in a barbershop quartet, uh, probably less likely of murder, especially if it's a- Yodel (laughs) shop. Yes, sorry, let me clarify, a yodel shop quartet. Uh, But he does seem, I'll put it this way. Nina was clearly Bunny's selected successor, and I wonder if someone like Howard, who's been on the board and doesn't get selected as the hand-appointed successor, has a grudge and wants to take it out on Bunny.
1: But if what you want is to be the new president of the board, you don't take out the person who's retiring, you take out the successor.
2: Oh well, that's a whole different show. That's way less fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm true. just
1: uh, walking down your line of logic here. No,
2: no, it's true. It's true. I, I think if watching, you know, uh, a few series, a few seasons of Game of Thrones uh, tells me anything, it's that you, yeah, you got to take out the person who is on deck to take over the power especially when the power is about to be taken down yeah correct okay okay so so you know maybe maybe howard doesn't have it in him but he still has the unexplained black eye in the first couple of episodes and that i'm very curious to find out more about
1: yeah we don't know anything about that and it is very prominent in the board meeting uh and i don't have we seen him outside of the board meeting in this season
2: we we saw him after bunny's death Uh, at one point there was a conversation i want to say it was oh gosh now you're going to catch me not remembering it might have been at charles hayden's door where they invite him to the wake for bunny i think Mm -hmm. and that's when he has the black eye. he doesn't have it at the board meeting yet and so there's some period of time between the board meeting and her wake that he gets a black eye
1: interesting
2: and i just i want to know i've got questions that's why we podcast
1: yeah that is there's no way that that goes unexplained
2: no i i think it could be a a nothing burger but i want to see the nothing burger i want to eat the nothing burger i want to i want to enjoy it as best (laughs) best that i possibly can we took
0: it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and
1: in the end what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2
0: play it now with game pass it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
2: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Okay. I'm going to, I think this is a good time to throw out another theory and I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you that I am so all in on this theory that I consider it a spoiler. Okay. Now now this is an audio medium and so our listeners can't see that Zed has put their face on their hand and is waiting with anticipation and I think a fair amount of skepticism at this point as you the listeners may also have. Here's what I'm going to propose. There was a small throwaway line in this episode and it was about the elevator inspector. Bunny had to sign off On an elevator inspection notice.
1: Yes. Very good. An invoice.
2: And later in the episode. The elevator stops working. Ever so briefly. And I had a moment where my heart fluttered. And I thought. Are we going to get us stuck in an elevator episode? It was very brief. It really just showed that Bunny knew everything about this building. And how to fix it. Mm -hmm. But let me walk you through this. An elevator inspector is required by law. To inspect the elevators every elevator in a building yep. and deem it appropriate for usage people in 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 other states would know sometimes they even put the picture of the elevator inspector on on the license it's a big deal okay bonnie has an elevator in her condo that has to be inspected in order for it to be legally usable so here's my question elevator inspector comes inspects the two main elevators which i will note have been important characters in the season already sure and they also have to inspect the elevator in bonnie's apartment wherein they see the painting and want Mm. the painting
1: now do you think this elevator inspector is the real deal or is somebody posing as an elevator inspector
2: someone who looks oddly like cara Delevingne presenting uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that's not what i was implying i know also, it wasn't no one's gonna believe she's an elevator inspector
2: why not you could have a young and trendy elevator inspector who does that as a second job after being an international I supermodel seen it in
1: new york <laughs>
2: okay so who are you saying who wh- what's the deal someone's posing as an elevator inspector
1: i'm asking the question i don't know this is your theory that the elevator inspector could be they have the means Hmm. what's the motive
2: the motive in my conceptual world that I'm building here is that they have inspected in Bunny's apartment and have seen – this does require they know a lot about art. Let's be clear. So, we,
1: so now are we ghost We're face back to killering? The yeah.
2: Oh, oh, two killers?
1: well take two brains at least
2: okay so you have the the elevator inspector who has the knowledge and the opportunity and mm-hmm. then you have the i'm going to say the alice but you have someone who is sure. knowledgeable about the art world who puts the the dots together and says let's let's do this let's take mm-hmm. out bunny and let's let's take out the painting
1: then we can take out the painting replace it with a forgery
2: Mm, because we still do have this forgery
1: yeah and we don't know when it got there
2: okay 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 so okay what about what about if it turns out that alice made the forgery but didn't know that it was going to be used as a part of a crime that'd be a nice like one or two episode spin I mean, my question that is why? Why? Yes, <laughs> these are all important questions, Ed. But you know, the whys get figured out eventually. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know that we've. I don't know that.
1: Maybe she was into Brazos as a kid.
2: Uh, yeah, we've not gotten back to Uncle Brazos, but we could. That could be interesting. Uh, I, I guess I am. You're 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 hunting in on something that. <sighs> I should just admit, I do get big suspect vibes from Alice, and I'm trying to find really complicated ways to explain why it's her. <laughs> uh, but, but I still, I'm all in on this elevator inspector theory. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they dropped in that little hint. It's all about the elevators. Maybe it has nothing to do with Alice, but like it, it could be someone posing as the elevator inspector. Yes. And, and we learned from the pickle diner that bunny had a visitor on the previous day yes. who was not her friend. No. So could and that would not
1: be, be returning?
2: Could that be the person who wants the painting? Who's also <laughs> inspecting the elevator?
1: Perhaps this is a possibility. We do effectively have Chekhov's elevator, right? Like it got introduced at the beginning and it's going to lead to something it it wasn't just a way for them to fail to put the painting back in the apartment
2: no no i think we're going to come back to the elevator it's either going to be incredibly important in the actual murder itself or it's going to be incredibly important in real time again uh and in a useful way gosh I I felt like I was on to something. And this is, I think, going to be a recurring theme of this podcast. I feel like I'm on to something. And the more that we dig into it, the more unanswered questions there are. So maybe maybe it's a rogue elevator inspector. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think it's Lester. I don't think it's the doorman. We saw the shadow of the person who was uh, holding back Bunny. That didn't look like Lester. No. But it does beg the question of, like, if you're a building with a doorman, and someone comes in late at night and kills the president of the board would your doorman not know who came in
1: you would think so that's like a big part of their job yeah
2: i don't know i don't have a lot of experience uh living in buildings with doormen uh yeah so we're 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 just really kind of spitballing here on that one but I did uh,
1: work for a person who lived in a doorman building mm-hmm. and once they knew who I was you say hi and you walk in but any unfamiliar face you certainly have to stop you have to say who you're going to visit they call up they say so and so is here and then you get the go-ahead to go in some buildings you got to sign a guest book other buildings you don't
2: what is uh what do you think what's been your experience with open flames and gatherings in the courtyard for for buildings? I
1: I have not had that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this seems like a classic HOA uh, building board type situation. Uh, it's also the time where we saw that Lester can be distracted with cake. So uh-huh. if you just bring a pastry of some type, uh, you could probably get by Lester pretty quickly. Uh, Zed, you've done some D&D as well with me. Uh, you know, if you want to distract guards, it's usually not that hard.
1: Yeah, true. It's Very hard. true. Uh,
2: okay, so, so we think Elevator Inspector on the list but so far they are unnamed unfaced we don't know who they are
1: i think that's a good idea though and that the elevator inspector turns out to be somebody we know they got to know who the the uh elevator inspector was what their uniform looked like maybe was able to the work boots too really leads back to that idea yeah
2: Right? Like who is living in the Arconia and wearing those boots regularly? I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like a pregnant person would be wearing those boots, especially when they're very thinking, like they're very focused on acupressure and things that will turn turn the fetus. and who knows what else. So I, I, I feel like the fact that they showed us what we believe to be the killer, uh, or at least the kidnapper. Right. Is uh, I Somewhat think someone involved in the crime. Yeah, it rules out a lot of people. But I, let me step back and just say uh, this episode overall. Even though it changes a few things in terms of who the killer is, who the killer wouldn't be, a delightful ride. Just like a lovely little pocket episode from the perspective of Bunny. I I thought it was a, a delightful choice to do it this way we got an incredible performance uh that was a little bit less heavy on martin short and steve martin and selena gomez uh which i think is nice it gives us a break from 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 kind of their shtick uh and we got to see bunny and her relationships and i think in a way at least for myself i kind of felt bad for her especially at the end of the episode
1: the wall street journal uh posted an article finally some compassion for the cranky old neighbor which feels like the perfect thing for the wall street journal
2: the wall street journal uh yeah i did do you flip over on the back and it says uh same circus different clowns probably fire dolan i would love to get a bird just so that i could teach it to harp on all of the bad coaches and players that i have issues with (laughs) That's...
1: Oh, also on the list of most popular news, Natalie Portman's arms are the breakout star of Thor Love and Thunder. Really excellent journalism.
2: Over wow. At the Wall Street Journal. You heard it here first. 40 minutes into a Hulu binge <laughs> show podcast, Natalie Portman's arms are the highlight of the new Thor Love and Thunder. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but important information nonetheless. Apparently. Do you think Natalie Portman could have done this? I mean, let's, let's just put Natalie Portman in the bucket of people we have not seen yet on the show.
1: Right. Cannot confirm innocent.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you, me, Josh Wiggler, we're all in that same bucket as well. Are, are you still pretty high on the people who have not been on the show yet as primary suspects?
1: Yeah, I mean, right? We didn't meet Jan until episode four or something of the previous Mm -hmm. season. It's very possible we have not seen our killer yet.
2: Yeah, this is true. Uh, I I think then... This is the time where I do just ask you, as I would ask any guest uh, or any of my co-hosts who are in any Josh Wiggler, any Josh Wiggler, uh, who said at this very moment in time in the show is your prime suspect.
1: Gosh, you've really in the course of this the last fifteen minutes turned me on to this elevator repairman idea, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't, but I don't think it's It's got legs
2: as we've well, seen
1: we've seen them yeah uh i don't think it is the person whose actual job is to be an elevator repair person or inspector excuse me elevator mm. inspector uh
2: which I think hold on is... i know you're giving your whole answer to my question but let me interrupt so the elevator inspector comes gives yes. an invoice charges the arconia and then the elevator breaks what's going on there Oh, listen, that happens in my building all
1: the time. But I do not live in a building nearly <laughs> as nice as the Arconia.
2: Well, maybe that maybe that is a piece of evidence, right? That it wasn't actually the elevator inspector, but someone representing that.
1: Right. They were like, uh, yeah, here. It was good. Uh, yeah, I inspected. It goes up,
2: it goes down. The yeah, door's what open, more do you the need? The door's close. Yeah. Here's an invoice. If you murdered someone pretending to be an elevator inspector, would you send an invoice after?
1: I not after. Think, I don't think I would. But maybe they were you know you gotta case the joint right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you show up that day to do your little inspection, you know quote unquote inspection mm-hmm. are you sticking something in the door of the secret elevator so that you can get into it later? Mm. are you setting up the circumstances for your for your planned like is this a crime here's a question is this a crime of passion or was this? a plotted murder
2: well let's see here we know that they uh, we we somehow know this that they knocked on bunny's door and she answers it and then they kill her now i think there's a possibility we should leave open the chance that this is through the perspective of oliver and charles and mabel And so they're filling in the details that they don't have based on the pieces of paper and that this isn't actually what really occurred. Sure. It's a possibility. But we do know that the person knocked on her door and knocked on her door incessantly. So if that's actually how this all went down, that feels a little premeditated to me. Yes. You go to the place with the person.
1: I agree, which supports my idea, then, that the person posing as the elevator inspector stopped by to do their inspection so that they had access to all the places they needed to be able to carry out their plan, and then came back later in order to do that. We also have to wonder, why did they put Bunny in Mabel's apartment, specifically?
2: Yeah, And use
1: a knitting needle specifically, particularly if the knitting needle is not actually the murder weapon, but the implied murder weapon when the police are saying that it was actually a knife that caused the murder.
2: Yeah, right. Are you going to murder someone? Are you going to thieve someone from their apartment, drag them four doors down to the other apartment, kill them there? Because that's where the bloodstains are. right Right? in in mabel's apartment and leave her there that's very bizarre now who has a vendetta
1: against mabel
2: yes exactly this goes back to the theory of this person has a personal connection or some sort of vendetta for mabel charles oliver and specifically maybe for mabel right i think that this puts a little bit more heat on someone like alice who is going to put Mabel in a vulnerable position by having a murder occur in her apartment and then use this opportunity to swoop in and start a relationship. Now, that would certainly be something. Uh, Again, I don't love that the queer romance is starting with murder uh, and a villain. Uh, So, you know, there's a bit of a trope there, but uh, it, it, it at least would explain why Mabel's apartment
1: as a way to get to mabel
2: i i think so like this could that be like so
1: extreme you know you, you don't want to throw off the the fans but why does alice want to kill bunny
2: <sighs> i think this is the point where we don't have enough information that's what it is we don't have enough information you know what uh-huh. we're gonna have to do we are have to keep watching the show
1: yeah, I guess That's so. It's such a
2: shame. It's such a shame. I wish I, you know, I do, I I have to say, I was worried. I was worried anytime you podcast about a show with a mystery. that You're gonna crack the case early on. I think our early attempted at bird murder, while fun, uh <laughs> really has proven not to be the case. I think this new uh elevator inspector could be a thing. But I I I have to say yeah okay okay you've convinced me i think that alice does this in mabel's apartment in order to get mabel just doesn't make a lot of sense right now so i think i'm gonna go all in on person we haven't seen yet who is an elevator inspector or pretends to be an elevator inspector
1: i think posing as elevator inspector
2: yeah that's a good one. Okay. That's my prime suspect. Howard, thank you for your service, but I'm moving <laughs> on from you. I may come back to you. Uh, I did have a brief thought for Ivan, the waiter at the Pickle Diner, but again, like, bunnies giving him money. So, like, yeah. why stop the gravy train?
1: Yeah. Seems to be one of the few people she's like truly friendly towards.
2: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't see that. That'd be a shame if that was the case. Um, and yeah i guess we didn't talk about this but i'll, I'll just hit on speaking of being friendly towards bunny there, there was a very um gosh sad memorable moment at the end of the episode right before bunny is killed where it's quite clear that our protagonists are what's the word crappy people Maybe, maybe not maybe not well attuned i had a tough time with this i'm not gonna lie like i i felt for bunny in that moment i know you know sometimes you reap what you sow when it comes to how you talk to people but you have someone that you they did a good job of making me feel for her and yeah convention would definitely tell you when someone gives you real champagne from france you are obligated to invite them into your home, even if they're a vampire, invite them into your home and, and have a drink with them. Uh huh. And for the three of them to be totally clueless. I mean, it's comedically fun, but there's just that moment where you're like, oh, I, these, these people, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, as they were about to shut the door, you could tell that she was, you know, offering an olive branch and wanting to come celebrate with them, not... Here, I just thought I'd drop this off and and leave.
2: And leave. And that's, of course, where we get the uh, bunny gets the sweatshirt, decides to roll with it, puts on the sweatshirt, and then wails, wails alone in in, in the
1: hallway. why don't they open the door? That's
2: what I'm saying, Zed. That's what, that's, like, look, okay, shut the door. You're not thinking. And then they're standing there at the door talking very loudly to where like those walls are not that thick i i was waiting for her to be like i can still hear you yeah right i'm right here i'm right here but uh no no they just keep talking they don't open the door when they finally open the door bunny is gone what's the solution at that point go up to the elevator go up the rooftop so she doesn't come back for us
1: go somewhere more private not your locked door apartment, but the roof.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I will say I think uh, uh, it, it was like a little bit of a despicable moment for them as uh, characters, a little goofy, but it does, at very least, remove them from being implicated in Bunny's murder, uh, other than the fact that maybe they could have prevented it if they'd only just been a little kind.
1: A little kind.
2: Uh, Well, that That's all my crackpot theories. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk through in terms of this episode or your overall takes with Only Murders or the building itself.
1: The building itself. I mean, the building is such a character in the show.
2: Yeah. They've got the courtyard. We've got all the various apartments. We've now got three elevators to work with. Uh, There's incredible farce opportunities here. Um, It's
1: wild that they just let Mabel go back to her apartment
2: talk to me about this
1: even even if she's just a person of interest that's a crime scene like she okay. just tears down the the police tape off the door look i've been doing in the world knows i am no defender of cops <laughs> <laughs> but don't you like put her up in a hotel somewhere until you're done with your investigation She goes and cleans up the murder scene.
2: Okay, look, we talked about this a little bit in the Discord, uh, in our thread for Only Murders in the Building. Come and and hang out with us and talk through this. I have to assume uh, in the fictitious world of this Hulu bin show that it is no longer considered a crime scene. At a certain point, the cops got what they needed. They got the body. They got the evidence. And all that was left behind left behind was the blood. And something I've learned in researching, going down the deep rabbit holes that I am inclined to go down at times, oh, is that- Oh, this
1: is where that screenshot came
2: from. That's what I'm saying. I put a screenshot in the Discord about the cost of cleaning up and the ability for you to get reimbursed. This is a thing. Like, if a crime scene happens, like, at your house or your business- The cops don't clean it up. You got to clean it up. Like you got to, you got to hire someone to clean it up.
1: Literally. What do we pay these people for?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but you do pay. There's literally crime scene cleaners that that is the whole industry. and there's like paperwork you can fill out to get reimbursed for it so like if mabel owned her apartment she could get reimbursed for the cost of having another person come in and clean it up it's not a cinematic but uh it's doable but that's the thing they don't they don't clean up after the crime scene it's wild it's wild no rules here there's just no rules
1: capitalism is so gross
2: isn't it though isn't it though uh but it does give us good shows like only murders in the building and hey if you want to uh you know support post show recaps you can always become a patreon of uh post show recaps it's now july uh if josh were here he'd tell you it's a great time to uh become a supporter it's not really capitalist as much as it is supporting art uh, and supporting fun conversations like this. Uh, We do need the support in order to continue to do this. So uh, if you feel so inclined, you can go to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon and become a patron and join us in the Discord where we talk about things like crime scene cleanup uh, and answer important questions about elevators and elevator inspectors. Uh yeah, I think uh the fact that they're allowed to return to the building and it's more or less business as usual is a little bit strange, but guess what? The plot demands it, Zed, and we're gonna do what the plot demands.
1: I suppose we are. Well Up and down the elevator we go.
2: Up and down the elevator we go. Well, we're up to level three, episode three of season two of Only Murders in the Building. We have not pinned down a single prime suspect yet but we're starting to figure it out uh zed this has been a very fun ride i don't think the elevator really stopped at any point we didn't really have to jiggle the wires uh, so we were never have you ever been trapped, trapped
1: in an elevator before it's not a good time
2: have you been trapped in an elevator yep good, in my any building. Good, <laughs> any good stories
1: no it's just uh you gotta text the super and hope somebody's gonna come get you
2: Okay, I hinted at this in the first episode of our podcast, but I actually one of my deep rabbit hole learning things I did at one point was learning about how people get rescued from being trapped in an elevator. And there's actually a specialized division of most fire departments that are confined space recovery experts. Wow. And they're the people who come. So like when they say like, oh, the fire department came like, sure, it might be the local firefighters. But it's oftentimes, especially in, like, high-risk or high-rise situations, a confined space expertise team that's coming to save you.
1: Confined space expertise. Yeah.
2: How about that? Uh, so I, I that's where I'm hopeful. Uh, you know, if we got another situation where the elevators stop, we could get a bottle episode in an elevator. You say it's not fun. I'm sure it's not. But, but I'm sure the show TV. could make
1: it fun yeah they make for good tv oh shenanigans happen when people get stuck in elevators on tv shows
2: all the time uh steve martin or i guess charles hayden savage freaks out very quickly not the kind of person you want to be trapped in an elevator with yeah uh, but uh but said i will say you are the kind of person i would want to get trapped in an elevator with uh, we would pass the time just fine
1: yeah and i'm We'd- small
2: We'd probably. <laughs> that's that's really the reason. It's really your form. Uh, it's really your height that that really sets it. The form, uh, not the content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Zed, if people want to hear more from you uh, or see more of you, where can they find you?
1: Oh, all the usual places. You can find me at Hard Rock Hope. Anywhere I exist on the internet, including Twitter, uh, Twitch.tv/slash Hard Rock Hope has been a little uh a little dead lately as oh, i no! as i've sounded like this for the last five days or worse uh but hopefully i will be back soon playing more final fantasy games and other things uh and i am talking about final fantasy every week with our buddy adam on the final fantasy podcast where he is playing final fantasy 7 for the first time the teacher has become the master. Uh, look at this. I'm covering you for Josh the on a podcast. I am taking over for Josh <laughs> on Final Fantasy 7. I'm going to run this man out of a job.
2: Uh, that's incredible. I could uh, never. I could over never. his hot, warm body. Oh, uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. They're not going to edit this one. Uh, no, ouch. they're not. It's uh, be those great. are the places
1: you can find me. And I, uh, I was on i recorded an episode of crime scene recently which i think is dropping next week uh so keep an eye out for that in the crime scene feed or the wrap ups feed over on rhap um and that's it these days oh ya is still happening i'm still talking about harry potter Harry it's july happening it's july we started talking about harry potter in january uh, it is the never-ending story, uh, and you can catch that in the Patreon feed at any level. You get, access, yeah, you get access. Yeah, you get access to me and Kevin and Melissa talking about Harry Potter forever.
2: Amazing, amazing. Uh, well, I'm am so thankful for you being here. Uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, Zed is a trooper. Working through, working through a little bit of sickness, but they wanted to be here with me to talk through. Only Murders in the Building. Uh, if you want to talk through with us, uh, with our next guest next week, uh, and then ultimately also with Josh Wiggler, you can find us on at Post Show recaps on Twitter, PostShowRecaps.com. If you want to join the Patreon, as I've said, it's com slash Patreon. And uh, you can also join us here next week, wherein I invite another guest into the building whom i'm pretty sure is not capable of murder also but again you never know until you talk to them uh it's going to be grace leader Grace is going to join us on the podcast and is going to talk through... Only Canadians in the building. Only Canadians. uh, Well, except for me. I'm not Canadian. But uh, only Canadian guests in the building, I guess. Uh, We're going international, baby. Uh, We're pulling in Grace. Uh, Grace is a big brain thinker as well. So uh, we're going to dissect uh, where we are with elevator inspector theory with bird murder theory with the alice pretending to be someone else theory uh there's a lot of things that we can undo uh, and, and talk through amy schumer as well and whatever else episode four of season two of only murders in the building brings us so join us next week uh grace will be here josh will be back in two weeks uh but you can also you know you can hit him up on twitter if you want at round howard uh he probably won't respond anytime soon because he's having he shouldn't he's on a, vacation. Lovely, <laughs> a lovely vacation uh but come back and join us zed anything else you want to share for the good of the podcast any last thoughts with uh the murders that are happening in the building
1: I don't think so. Just keep an eye out for work boots in your vicinity.
2: And if you keep an eye out for this next podcast, we will see you here on post-show recaps. That's it. Goodbye, everybody.